Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I am your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the podcast. Apologies for the podcast being a little bit late this week. Been super busy with a number of things going on in my life. I started uni this week and trying to get my head around the online learning side of things. It's been a bit of a challenge and it's stressful, but it's good to test yourself and learn new things. And some awesome results came out of the Run the Bridge fun run at the weekend. Special mentions to some of my runners. We had Matty Griggs, who ran a PB over 10K, Georgia Mason, who ran a PB over 10K as well, and Darlene Jacks, and Anne Thomas, who ran her first 10K fun run ever. So well done to all my runners who competed in that event, and especially those guys who were able to get PBs on the day. Registrations are now open for the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race Fun Run on April 11th. It costs $30 for adults and $10 for children. We have over 40 random draws. No other fun run in Tasmania has that many random draws. So you'd be silly not to register and have a chance to win one of these random draws. The Carbo Load Feast is also happening. So if you do want to find out more information about that, that is a night before the Great Train Race Fun Run. And all the proceeds made from this event will be going to the Tim Blair Run for Kids. We have an awesome lineup of talkers. We have Tim Blair, Kylie Risk, Ben St. Lawrence, Millie Clark. And it's just going to be an awesome night and I can't wait for this to happen. Like I said, it's for such a great cause. If you want to find out more information about that, head over to www.everydaylines.org. Each week the podcast costs a number of dollars to produce. So if you are enjoying the podcast, we would love a donation or a contribution. You can do this by going over to www.everydaylines.org and looking up the Everyday Lines running podcast tab. We would love your support. Thank you. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is David Downey. David Downey's a ripper bloke. He has won the Devonport and... Bernie Gifts, and in this conversation we chat about what the future is for the carnivals on the northwest coast of Tasmania, and about his dad who passed away in office and was the previous mayor of the Central Coast Council, and who he trained with and some of the sessions that he did. I really enjoyed this conversation and David was such an easy bloke to talk to. If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to David because I know the that he loves his running still and he goes along to watch a carnival still. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast and here's David. How are you, David? And welcome to the show. Yeah, good, Brian. Thanks for having me. No worries. How has your day been? Yeah, quite busy. My days are quite busy at the moment. Yeah, just work. I work full-time for Caterpillar. Okay. I've been there for 26 years now and decided to start a business last year in March. Uh, ISO Delivery, so that runs its own little thing on the side with the app. Drivers pick up an order, deliver it. That's about it. So I can still do my normal job, which is good. Great. And did you want to tell the listeners a little bit of how that came about and the reason why ISO Delivery started? Yeah, well, I met a guy probably eight, nine years ago in Caterpillar. Um, he's actually from Hong Kong. 
we become good mates. He he went back home. He actually lives in Singapore, so he went back to Singapore after he worked here in Tasmania for Caterpillar. We kept in contact. He actually moved to Melbourne a few years later. Uh, I did a bit of work for him with a company called AppChai, and when I relocated to Newcastle probably four years ago, I you know, I was up there by myself for a bit of, for an extended period. So on weekends, I did a bit of work trying to sell apps to businesses to go online and for people to go and order and deli- not deliver but pick up. Anyway, so that fell through. And then, yeah, Bobby said to me when, when the COVID hit, he said, do you want to build a website just and, you know, help Bernie businesses out through this period? And I, had, I had 10 minutes to say yes or no. Yep. <laughs> he said, transfer this amount into my bank account in the next hour and I'll build you a website. So basically did that and the business was up and running in the next eight, within the eight hours we had an ABN wow. and a registration and off we went. He, the te- he's my technology partner, Bobby, so yeah. I wouldn't, couldn't have done it without him. So we just, yeah, that's how it came about. And, yeah, like everyone was in isolation at the time and I spoke to my mum and my sisters and my brother. I just said, what's what we're going to call this? <clears throat> and um, my sister from Hobart just said, call it ISO Delivery. So, Beautiful. yeah, that, that's how it's come about. And if you look at the logo, the I, and then it's a space and so. So in Chinese, ISO means I love delivery. Yep. So it sort of means two things. You're out of isolation, but I still love delivery when you're out of isolation. So, but it still sounds like ISO, which is pretty cool. Beautiful. That's yeah. that's some um, that's some really good marketing. And congratulations yeah. on the venture. It seems like it's going great, and it's something that Bernie needed for a long time as well. So so well done. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of competitors coming into the space now, which is really good for us. We sort of see where we're at and what we need yep. to do. So we're more tailored towards the the mums and dads, bricks and mortar businesses that can't afford the big, you know, like the the corporate big corporations can afford have these Uber Eats and stuff like that. But, yeah, we're just trying to help the small businesses grow, get the food out to people that are in need. Um, and we find a lot of the people, you know, they're, they're isolated even without COVID. Yep. Yeah, so you've got some people with disabilities, you've got single mums, you've got kids, they want to eat good food in town and they can't get out, so we deliver it to them and they really appreciate it. Right. And uh, like you said, those people... Well, well, for some people, I imagine the older generation, that's probably the only visit for the day. So for them, that would be, you know, they get to see someone and that's really important for mental health and all those things as well. Oh, mate, that's that's such a good thing. That's a good point you touched on there. And I often, not oh, sorry, I sometimes do some deliveries myself just to get out in the public and find out how things are going and how the driver's performing, what the food's like, just to get feedback. Yeah. And, mate, you knock up to someone's door and, they're isolated. They they're so happy to see you. They talk to you. They they just want someone to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. well. So that's great that you can offer that service as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about these this sort of things, and and I think it's great. And I'm also really grateful that you guys have come on board with some sponsorship for the Everyday Lines and Tax Centre Great Train Race. So thank you so much for that. No problem, mate. You know, um, one of my passions is running and yeah, yeah. we actually sponsored the Bernie Gift, one of the lanes at the at the Bernie Gift, the white lane this year we sponsored. And you were lucky enough to get two winners there as well, Both winners, you? yeah. Yeah, awesome, um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my next question is what was your introduction or introduction 
into sprinting? Well, I ran at primary school and high school. Uh, I did okay at both. And then I just went away and played football, cricket, and focused on those two sports pretty heavily. And then a few setbacks with my footy and cricket, I thought, let's try something individual. So a mate of mine, Adam Pierce, he just contacted, he was training with Ted Eagling at the time. And my brother was with Ted Eagling at the time as well. Just said, come on, have a run and just see what you think of it. So that was it. Yeah. And just and stuck and I just got, got addicted to the sport and that was it. Yeah. And what was your what was your speed like? Did you always have natural speed? Were you that was something that you were probably better at? Like most kids growing up, you always, you know, probably won primary primary sprinting, that that sort of thing? Yeah, well, sorry, I'll go back a step. I um yeah. John John McLaren Macca, he Yeah, okay. He actually sent someone to watch me play football in grade ten. And I never knew anything about the coastal carnivals and I had a guy come up to me and said, oh, would you like to join John McLaren's stable? This was back, I was in year 10, so I was 15, 14, 15. <clears throat> and, and this guy said, oh, Wayne Denny runs with him. And I said, who's Wayne Denny? I've got no idea who Wayne Denny was at the time. I was a kid and he had some other runners running with him that I'd never heard of. And, and then, so that was, so I had natural speed back at school. So I was being looked at by a few coaches around, but Mac was one that approached me. I had no idea at the time what, Coastal Carnivals were. It was big yeah. back then too, but I had didn't really even think about it. I was just worried about my mates and playing footy and cricket. And, yeah, and then, yeah, five or six years later, I'm with Ted Eagling. Great. And uh, Ted's Ted's passed on now. What? Yeah. That, yeah. And what did that relationship mean to you? And, and what did Ted teach you in those formative year, years, I guess? Ted Ted was, he was hard. He was a really hard trainer. Yeah. He got you really fit. Um, so I won Devonport Gift under Ted. That was my first major right. gift with Ted, my second season. <clears throat> and yeah. I really, you know, he, he was just like a dad to me. He, you know, we celebrated. We we probably drank too much <laughs> on <Yeah>. weekends. Like <laughs> he, 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 wanted us to, he wanted us to enjoy the sport. Yeah. That was and that was having a beer or two, like, on, on a weekend. It wasn't every weekend. and but probably more than what we probably should have done for athletes. But it was good fun and he was such a such a great guy, accommodating. Uh, Lorna was the same. She was a beautiful woman. Uh, I still remember, yeah, the, the day I told him I was moving stables, that was one of the hardest things I had to do in my life because I loved those people so much and I just, yeah, I knew what was best for me. And, yeah, yeah even my dad was saying that you're mad, you shouldn't be leaving and you've got to be loyal and, yeah, yeah. There's reasons why I left, and I won't talk but about that's those. A, but. Yeah, but that's a really interesting point to touch on. Uh, it's good that you had that awareness to know that you needed something different in your training to progress and keep going and improve. And sometimes a lot of runners don't know that, and they will stay, and they'll regret it later in their career. So, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was yeah. it was tough going, and I know the year after on the Bernie Gift. I looked up at Lorna and she was crying in the grandstand because she was she was crying because she was happy. She wasn't yeah upset that I had left. We still had a connection and it was it was pretty special to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. really great. Uh so you you were under Ted for quite a few years. What what did your yeah. training look like when you were training with Ted? Do you remember? Oh dear. I do Sorry, remember. <laughs> was, we had 
the, the training squad was unbelievable. There was myself, um, Tim Hine, uh, Darren Rawlings, Jamie Richardson. So three of yeah, us, awesome. three of us won the Devonport gift, and Tim came third one year. So we we would have had a wicked four by four relay. We should have tried to, we should have ran in the amateurs in the relays, but we just didn't because back then we weren't. You know, we just didn't. Old school coaches didn't let us run at the at the amateurs and to show our times and yeah. Did you man? We would have been crazy. Did you want to expand a little bit on that for anyone tuning in and listening in who who doesn't understand that? Because uh, we might have a few listeners who have got no idea the difference between pros and amateurs. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, the amateurs. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, I, I believe it's different now. Back then, there was so many competitors, and it was really hard to win a race. And every quarter of a meter you got was so important. And if you showed your form to the handicapper in the amateurs, they'd probably pull you back or they wouldn't lift you. So we sort of didn't even go to the amateurs, so we couldn't be seen. And and that's how that's how it used to be. It's it was it was yeah pretty brutal. But I mean, I wouldn't if I was coaching now, I'd be having my athletes run everything. Yeah, because yeah, it's all based on time. And that's and I when I I did the handicapping for two years and. I didn't mind if they ran amateurs. It was good because it shows me what they can run and I'll give them a chance to win. Yeah. By time. And, um, and, and like you said, it, it, things have changed. Like, do you, do you look back on your career now and is that one of your biggest regrets is, is probably not racing amateurs a little bit more to get some timing? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really run to my peak at the amateurs. So I don't, I didn't really get a PB as, yeah. as such, you know, a PB on the, on the, on the track, but, John Quinn, when he first came over, he, he was in Hobart at the Institute of Sport. He, he got a group of probably a group of five or six from the state, put them into a squad, and I was in, a part of that squad. So he sort of introduced us into the – and I was with Wayne Denny at the time. Right. And I had one Bernie in my races, so it wasn't too much of an issue to, to go and show some form there. I was still trying to have a go at stall, but – Yeah. But we just didn't really compete that much in the amateurs. We did some state titles – there was a Briggs match, I think, in Hobart once we ran in. Shervington was there. But we really didn't show our true form, to be honest with you, on the on the track. Yeah. And what, and what event did you really enjoy? What what was your pet event that you'd think, yeah, that the was two, probably the 200. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty – I was okay over 400 and quick over 100, but 200 was in between. It was a really good good mix for me, speed and endurance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so run me through your carnival career. Through your first win, um, or even the several oh, wins, like you don't have to win. go all them, but like, no, nah, like it. Like the really big ones that you that you look back and go, "Gee, I'm really proud of that." My first win was the Hobart Maiden. Okay, so I, I can say it now. <laughs> I set I set myself to win the Bernie Maiden, okay. and, I, and I rocked up. I showed up on New Year's Day and thought I was going to win it, and Ted said, "You're not winning it." So why not? No, you can't show your form. So I ran third or fourth in the final or something. I was I was gutted because I wanted to win that. That was a black and gold sash. that was going to start off my career. And anyway, so then we, I think it was the same weekend. I, I can't remember, but Hobart was the next carnival and Ted didn't come to the carnival. Okay. <laughs> so he said, you go to Hobart and don't you win that maiden. <laughs> <laughs> I love so what it, I do? He won it. Went down there, one hundred and twenty dollars, and come yeah. home, and he wouldn't talk to me. No, 
It's, it's yeah. okay, Ted. We're, we're okay. <laughs> I didn't run a good time. Yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, that's a prime example of what it was like back in the day, wasn't it? You really had to make those cutthroat choices oh. to get the handicap for the race you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I, I was so happy to win a race back then, to be honest with you. I wasn't yeah. doing anything. I mean, Ted obviously seen some mobility. I didn't think I was going to do what I did. Yeah. Three years yeah. later, but. Yeah, right. I just got the win while, I, you know, I was just young and silly and just wins a win, just win it. Yep. Oh, someone beat me, you know. Do you, you remember? Know me <laughs> Sorry? Do you remember what age you were around about or? Yeah, I didn't start pros until I was 21. Yeah. 2021, 20, yeah, I didn't, yeah, that was my introduction. Great. Yeah, yeah. 93, 93, 92. Yeah. Mm. And how did it progress from here? Did you keep on winning some smaller carnivals and then did you have a bit? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I ran, what was it, 92 I started, 93 I won Devonport, 400. Okay. And then 96 I won Burnie, 99 I won Latrobe. Yeah, I ended up with 14 wins, 14 seconds and 14 thirds, so Brian Payne told me. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Mr. Stats, man, he loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. He just yeah. had him there, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, and people were saying, oh, too many seconds, you were pulling up a lot. Yeah. Thirds, but. And, yeah, so. What was it like winning at Bernie? Because you're a Bernie boy. You would have grown up on West Park. You would have done a lot of, a lot I actually of runs. Lived, I actually come from South Rihanna, so okay. it's funny. I, yeah, so I moved I moved out of home like in about probably October 95. And mum and dad said, what are you doing? You're set for the Bernie gift, you know, in three months' time. And you're, you're moving out of home. So said, no, I just opportunity my mates living in town and that's the worst <laughs> thing I could have done. Yeah. They're living right in town in Burnie and yeah, so Green's Hotel. <laughs> I don't, Green's wasn't there then. I think it was no, Sirocco's, wasn't it? <laughs> Sirocco's and what, I don't know. I yeah, don't right. Know. <laughs> I can, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah, we um yeah, so I moved out of home and yeah. That in ninety five and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Great. And the Bernie gift, like for people tuning in, they probably know the Bernie gift today. You know, they get 3,000 people there back when you won it. What are we talking? We're talking eight, nine, ten thousand. Oh, nah, it was a really wet day. It, it rained and it, it was nearly cooled off. They nearly called the carnival off. And I was, you know, probably an hour before, two hours before the heats, I was back home playing crib. I thought just about to get a beer out of the fridge. Okay. We're going <laughs> to spend his day just playing cards and stuff. Yeah, and then it was just pouring down all morning, and then they they because Kathy Freeman come over as well. She ran she ran in the four hundred that day. Okay, I think they really wanted her to run and show the crowd. And there's probably I don't reckon there would have been probably five thousand people there. They probably would have met the max. Yeah, on a on a good day, you might have got six or seven, but yep. it's probably five there. And but there was there was sixteen heats of the gift. Yeah, there was over a hundred competitors, so it was. And you had to win your semi to get through. You had to win your, yeah, you had to win your semi to get through the final, and first two in the heats to get through to the semi. Tough, yeah. That's, it was that tough, really hard. Yeah, yeah. And you got a lot of guys off scratch, like Shane Naylor and Brimicum. Those, those Capianco, all those guys were coming over all the time at that around that time as well. Yeah, good yeah. middle markers. You had to be running like. Like off my mark, I, I ended up. I got a really good lift from the year before. Yeah. I got something like a meter and a half. It was weird. I don't know. 
don't know how they got new new handicappers stepped into the role actually. Yeah, Frenchie and yeah, I think they just I don't know what happened. They just wanted there was they wanted local to to be competitive at least make the final because not many locals made the final even. Yeah, seven and years prior to my when it was local. Awesome. Yeah, and and people love it like. Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember in my era, um, if a Bernie person made a final, it was it, it was always good, and at least you could yeah. have someone to back. As much as it's great seeing someone come from the back market, it's always nice to see a local win too. Oh, 100 percent! All their families there and all their friends, mm. and and that just draws the crowd as well. The local contingent. That, yeah, we miss all those days, but yeah. And what's your take on the carnivals today? What are you? I mean, it's a it's a broad question. I know. Uh, what what do you think that needs to happen? Do you think that We've gone too far one direction for it to bring it back, or I just think we need there needs to be. I don't know, I, I, I say it all the time. There needs to be some funding for coaches. I think yeah. the days are gone where you're going to get 14 because back when I ran, there was 14 coaches on the coast you could choose to run with, and and the schools like I was talking to Richard Lakeland here probably about four or five weeks ago, and he was the he was the sports administrator at Marist when I went to Marist. And he said to me, do you remember the days we used to jump on the bus and go to Insardis up in Launceston? There was 120 athletes from Marist at that carnival. They take up 19 today. Yeah. So the school, it's not in the school. That's, that's your grassroots. That's where it needs to happen, start from. And I think there needs to be, I don't know, I, I talk to Saldi a lot, Leon Saltmarsh. and yep. It's a really hard question, but I think there needs to be some funding put in into the sport from the government to to incentivise coaches to take on some jobs and pay them to do it properly. And you can have them based in the schools. I mean, yourself, there's Soldi, there's Ricky Clark. Um, I, I can't. Who else? I'm not. I'm just thinking the up and comers, the new the new generation coaches coming through. I just think if we could get you guys funded somehow, I think you could put effort into the schools and you could probably build a bit from there because look at the new gen. That's yeah. that's a great thing, but there's nothing to go to after it. And and the four or five coaches on the coast can't take on hundred kids. That's a beautifully that's a that's a beautifully thing said. And you know what Hobart's in the same trouble. They had two two big coaches down there pass away in a very short period and it just left yeah. a gap. Like middle distance yeah. running just went to shit. Like Yeah. Like yeah. You know how important it is to have that role model or that that father figure almost to to guide yeah. runners, and they bring other people in. And yeah, I hadn't even thought about it like that, but but you've nailed it. And yeah, but it's such an attractive sport, running. Well, well, I think it is. Like it's yeah, yeah. like that. It's hard, and I think. Do you think that's that's one of the things too that people aren't prepared to put in the hard work these days? There's a lot of that too, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It all comes from home, and got to really encourage. You got to encourage your kids to do the sports, um, what they what they like to do. Um, but and I just an example is basketball Tasmania. They've got got a pretty good pretty good system how they do it. They've got three three co- uh, three coaches, region coaches, and they and they have all their future development, state development programs for all those athletes to participate or to to participate in and. That's a that's a stepping stone to something if you're going to make it. Not you know not many people make it in basketball, but in an NBL level. But it's a really good a, a good platform to, to work off. And I think 
something like that in the in the athletics world. Have a have a group of you know future athletes, and they can do cross sport. They don't have to just do athletics. They can play football. They can play cricket. Yeah. Like, but they but they need to have the fundamentals of running as well. Helps helps your sport. Absolutely. But, yeah, I just think there needs to be something done in the schools at least. Yeah. And, and there's people out there that will do it. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And where it, I mean, the Northwest Coast, we, we bat, we bat so much above any, like for a small region, we have so much talent and so much wealth of knowledge that yep. there's guys, I think we've got to try and get these guys back to the sport and, and coaching's yep. hard. That, let's be honest. It's not an easy, easy oh, gig at times. And I think no. people are put off by that, but yeah. But like you said, if we could have some board or some funding, it would go a hell of a long way. Yeah. Yep. I agree. That's, that's, I don't, I, I, that's what I think needs to happen. It's Mm. my opinion. So, but something needs to happen from the grassroots level. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You need people to to drive it. And the new gen is a great example of what, you know, that committee's done. Uh, Lynn and Marks and John and Spook Leary. Yeah. I mean, you take, you take new gen out of those carnivals, mate, and half your crowd's gone. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. All your, that's all your local talent. Yeah. Yep. So and Salty's just yeah doing a great job here in Burnie. Oh, he's doing an amazing job, mate. He's yep. I just I just love his passion. I think you know someone needs to nominate him for something. I don't know what, but he he's just totally for the yep. sport, and it's awesome to watch. Yeah, I mean he's got you know Salty needs assistance as well, and yeah, I tried to help him, but uh, this business just took my life away really basically and unfortunately or not unfortunately but it's a passion of mine but but he needs he needs some help and i think some some funding would help that yeah because people yeah. can't can't afford to be away from their home without some incentive at least yeah i mean it's a world we live in isn't it i mean it's as bad as that it. sounds but it's um you know yep. time is money and and life is busy and yeah yep. if if the government can come come i don't know if someone can come forward i think it'll make a a, a massive difference yeah, I just think yeah, the governing body needs to drive it. Yeah, Athletics Tasmania need to drive it through the schools and through the government. Yeah, and just that's that's your governing body organisation to 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 enable that to happen. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your thoughts on that. I think I think that's great. I, I haven't I haven't heard those things before, so uh, that's yeah, that's something new. And 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 like you said, hopefully something can happen. Yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah. So, Back to your running, mate. Did you did you spend a lot of time in the gym? Were you doing plyometrics and all those fantastic yeah. things? Yeah, Ted. Sort of. We did a lot of weight. Like in the off season, you do what, three days in the gym. You three days in the gym, and you do your four day, three track days on the track, and you have Friday off. Every Friday I had off when I was running. So yeah, we did did a lot of weights. Um, we did a bit of plyometrics with Ted, just a bit of jumping and bounding. But, but yeah. when I went to Wayne Denny, he he went that next level with the plyometrics. We'd do a big session on plyos and it was, it was, um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty high level. It was good stuff. That's, yeah. yeah I reckon that contributed to me winning the Bernie gift, to be honest with you. The I was going to say, did you go to a next level in that explosive, explosive yeah. power that you had off the blocks? Yeah. Everything was measured and yeah, you know, you're jumping and you, yeah, everything was, yeah, just everything measured and calculated. And Great. Yeah, we did a lot of pool running as well. Wayne, because I had a few injuries that I come into Wayne with, and he wanted me to get off the track for three, four months. So we just put a flotation belt on and did a lot of flotation in the water. Boring as shit, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I'm a yeah. crap swimmer as well. He like, likes us to do swim, so that's warm up. But 
Yeah. I'd kick off as hard as I could to get as far as I could up the other end. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does work. I've been injured personally and uh, I've been in the pool for a couple of weeks and I haven't missed a heartbeat really. I mean, that first couple of sessions are a bit bit horrible, but after that you're fine. It's amazing. You used to it. Yeah, it's good fitness. It's good fitness, low, yeah, low impact. But we did a lot of that. A lot of pro- yeah, plyometrics was plyometrics every Friday night. I remember it was great. Yeah. Get us out of the pub. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's why you did it, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. And uh, your father was a well-known figure mm-hmm. uh, in the Central Coast. Did you want yep. to expand a little bit that on me for the listeners who are who are tuning in and tell about his yeah. story and? Yeah, yeah, he was um. Obviously, mayor of the Central Coast, and he started his career in the Penguin Council. He, he, um, we, we actually moved from Melbourne to from Tassie back in '78 or '77, I think it was. Yeah, because Dad was a plumber, and a lot of strikes going on over Melbourne, so they decided to move here and buy, buy a general store at South Rowanna, up in the back of the sticks from Melbourne, off Mum's cousin. So that was the start of Dad's career, and he joined the Penguin Council as a councillor, and then um, yeah. Got actively involved in the community, played badminton, didn't mind his cricket. Yeah, he was pretty pretty handy at sport too. And then, um, yeah, got in, got, in, got in office. Yeah, so he was still yeah. the mayor when he passed away. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that would have been really tough, mate, um, at the time. What what impact did he have in your life, though? Was he? Do you think that the, your, your commitment with running and commitment to striving to be the best you can, do you think he played a massive influence into that? Oh yeah, he did. He pulled me into line when I needed to be pulled into line. That was a yeah. lot of the time. You know, don't get ahead of yourself. Just be disciplined, consistent, uh, respectful for people that help you out. Um, yeah, all those, all those good things that fathers should be doing. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, good big influence on my my career. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, he didn't. He didn't travel to all the events like the footy and the cricket. Mum, mum did all that stuff because Dad was busy in the shop. And yeah, but if I stepped out of line and you know did the wrong thing, he'd pull me back in real quick. Yeah, it was pretty tough, tough on me. So yeah, and you need someone like that too when you're competing at a high level and you're trying to achieve great things as well. So that's that, that's, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, and we can't speak to our kids like they used to speak to us. No. Not a chance. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Great, mate. Um, thank you for sharing that. To, to yeah, that, that's that's awesome. And you must be really proud that they've got that um thing in Alveston. Like you've got a plaque and a chair, and that that's really lovely f- for your family. Yeah, I bet. yeah. The um, what's it called? The Downey Way, is it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, whatever sorry. it's called. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah I was um, yeah, he was, I was David Bartlett. I was talking to him some time ago about it and he was because dad worked with david on that on that project and yeah dave just said all those things i said about him he's just yeah he's he was um what's the word he was strategic and he listened to the community he um he didn't take any whatever you want to call it crap shit Whatever you want. Yep. If you're yeah. going to say it, you can say it. Your, <laughs> it's all right, mate. You, you can on say it. anything you want, mate. It's okay. I'm sure this yeah, has said worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 He had a vision and he, you know, he really, if he had a vision, he'd, he'd make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. No, you should be really, really proud of that, especially mm. as a family. And um, yeah, I know. I know where every time I go past that, that seat, I, I'll, I always think of you, mate. So, oh, um, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. He passed the mesophilioma. It's a pretty bad disease. The asbestos-related 
he worked in Melbourne in the in the plumbing industry and he was lagging on pipes and yeah, just yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good yeah. thing. Mm. No, Painful. that's tough, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, mate. No worries. And you mentioned Stoll, mate. Was this a place that you visited frequently or I went to Stoll about nine Stoll. times? Nine. 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 And yeah. the best the best I ran there was in ninety six when I won the Bernie Gift. So I won Bernie got pulled back quite a bit. And they decided to put myself and Simon Brezhnev in the same heat. So okay. the two up-and-coming Tasmanian runners in the same heat just didn't make sense to me, but they did You're that. Rough, and he beat me by nothing. It was so close. And, yeah, and I think he was really – he just missed the final two that year or, or might have made the final maybe. I can't remember, but it was – I was gutted. And he had to win. There was 38 heats that day, I remember. Jesus, that's a, and, uh, that's yeah, a lot 38 of heats. Yeah, you had to win your heat to go through. Or you, yeah. You're done. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cutthroat, then, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's cutthroat. Yes, yeah, so I ran nine mm. times. I ran – that was my best year. Uh, yeah, I ran some 200s pretty well. I didn't make – I don't think I made a final in – I didn't make a final at store. I just – I don't know. We just sort of peaked for, for here and then I just didn't get up for that for those carnivals. And, and a lot of our – a lot of my stable mates just dropped off and they went and played their sports after Christmas. So I didn't really have a lot of training partners through the period, which made it pretty tough. So I had to go to Melbourne a couple of times and train with Kerry McConnon and um, Evan Armstrong, Brad, Brad's dad. Yeah. So they linked up with those guys a bit and did some competitive stuff over there with them. Myself and Brett Blanco, he was one of my mates. So, yeah, it was just tough not living over there to compete there. but. Yeah, and so you didn't do any because a lot of runners now will uh, will go down the avenue of going over and doing some uh, some pre events and probably not running to their full potential. We didn't do any of that. Oh, I did actually. I did. I ran at um, Ballarat <laughs> and I ran at Castlemaine. So oh yeah, yeah. That carnival that was funny. It was on the Castlemaine was on the Saturday night, so twilight meeting it was. And I made so I made the final of the Castlemaine gift and ran third or fourth behind Evan King. And I rocked up to Ballarat the next day and I was so sore. And because back then they had carnivals after each day, they had a carnival, so many of them. And I just turned up and I, I, I come second in my heat, got through to the semis at Ballarat. And then I come fourth in the semi at Ballarat and got caught in the stewards. They said, we're about to suspend you. And I said, why? I said, I'm so sore. They said, don't run then. You shouldn't have ran. They said, um, you're not suspended, but you're not getting a lift for stall. So oh. that was it. Oh, that's gut. Completely just wiped me. Yeah. I would have been better off not running, but Jeez. back yeah. then it was pretty tough. Yeah, it's but it's so hit and miss, mate. I mean, sometimes people can get away with it and sometimes people are watching a little bit more and don't get away with it. It's Yeah, but if you're coming across yeah. from Tassie and you yeah, that's just true. want a birdie yeah. gift and <laughs> yeah, you're not running to your potential, to they're going to have a look at yeah, you, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and stall, mate, uh, if, if anyone – tuning in there's something special about it isn't it? i've been a couple of times and you see the golden gates and the crowd seem to be a bit more informative than most crowds don't they yeah it's a great carnival it's i want to i want to go back there one day and have a look i just want to go back just for, you know just because i ran there and yeah just yeah i mean when you're when you first go over there it's oh wow this is this is cool you get on the gift track and it's yeah just it hits home then and yeah one year i froze i just I was running, I was in good form this year and I went over there one year, I don't know what happened, but I was like I was on a treadmill, just yeah. running up and down the spot. I just 
I was <laughs> overwhelmed with the with the um with the atmosphere and the whole event. But that was a good lesson, so that didn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I love it. I I've, I probably had two different experiences. One as a runner and one as a drinker. But um, oh, mate, yeah, it's, 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 it's not always two experiences. It? There's yeah. always. Um, I, I think you're <laughs> You're right. You go, mate. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm not sure they still got the bricks these days, do they? Oh yeah. Well, they got the wet area there now. It's quite close to the finish line, so I didn't I didn't move from the wet area. The toilet's just around the corner too, so it's quite it's quite. Handy. I mean, Monday night it used to be oh, the bricks. Yeah, you go yeah. Back to the oh, bricks right. hotel. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, or I think they've renamed it. It's Chant. Oh, mate, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it across right. the road from the track? Is it? Yeah, that's it then. Yeah. Nah, the bricks was. I don't think they go there anymore. It was down the road. It just just they used to pack it out. Yeah. Like I'm talking in ninety in 1997. They were charging seven dollars for a can of Jim Beam. Oh wow! Well, Back that's, then, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money to make. <laughs> because they could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's, we did well at the bar on the Monday night. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so, what other running achievements are you proud of that we haven't touched on? That. Oh, I'm not sure. No, I just yeah, Denport the Tribe, Bernie. Um, what else was there? A couple of times I ran really. I ran it. I won a hundred at Devonport. One. I reckon that was probably my best time ever. Yeah. Was I was off a pretty tight mark too. Uh, I was off probably three and a half or four meters and got up and won the hundred. So I was pretty. That was probably my best run for the carnivals. Although okay. it was a two hundred dollar race, it was still my best run. I probably yeah. Yeah. St Helens was a few good good runs in St Helens in the seventy down there. Yeah. Just small races where you run really well and you think, oh, well, I can't do that in the big ones, but. Yeah, do you reckon mm. that? And 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 how was your game face? Did you did you find the pressure hard? Like when you were going in to a favourite, was that something that you were good at? Or yeah, I was okay. I mean, I just I just had in the back of my mind, I've done the prep. All all that's done. Everything, all the hard work's been done. Just don't blow it. Just get out there and just just treat it like a normal race. I know it's not a normal race, but yeah, <laughs> you've just got to. Go get through your heat. That's just get through that heat and make sure you go through nice and smooth. No hiccups. Don't don't force yourself. If you get through that heat and you do it comfortably, that just sets you up for success. Yeah. Because you know on the day you're you're in you're in shape. You're ready to go. Beautifully yeah. said. My coach or coaches used to always say, trust the process, Brian, the work's done now. Just Yeah, and it's yeah. it's so easy to tell someone that, but you don't know what's going inside. You don't know what people no, are feeling or it's on the when you see them on the track, how they perform, you know, how they're feeling. Yeah. It's Yeah. And when you were like that, when you say just try to do your warm up, you'd you'd know if you were you were right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know you're right. Yeah. yeah. No niggles, just you feel great. And you know what everyone's mark is and how they're running, you've sort of got a bit it locally, you know, when you go to the mainland you don't have much of an idea. And when they come over here to Bernie, you don't know what they're doing or because back then we didn't have technology like it is today and access to people's times and so it's just all by hearsay you go to the calcutta the night before and that's how you find out if people are informed because people put money on them <laughs> yeah that sort of comes out doesn't it yeah. <laughs> someone knows he's been training at 2am in the morning or something <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a big thing that was a big thing at the bernie gift like the bernie gift mile and I think the wheel race had a big calcutta so yeah yeah the mile was huge the mile was a big calcutta 
you, like yeah. back there in the day, it was huge. It was like the Tasmanian Grass Championships, wasn't it? it? Was it was a the probably the peak of the races. I mean, it's 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 got a good name now because you're getting McSwain's and Gregson's down and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I just love the fact that you used to have a heat and a final that would have suited me down to the ground. Oh yeah, it would yeah. too for goal, yeah for guy like you something like that be brilliant. Yep. But it's yep. it's the same thing. It's it's just the fields we've got these days and and, and where carnivals are heading. So yeah. Yeah. Great. And you've got a wealth of knowledge. And I know that you've done a little bit of coaching uh, with Leon uh, and yep. you've had to step back from that role. But is this something that you'd love to go back into or, or your experiences? Um, that, yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, I, the thing with me, I, like, I want to do things properly. I don't want to do things half-hearted. And that's why, yeah, because I, I took on a couple of the boys couple of sprinters during the off season and just did a pre-season with them and just sort of guide them through a bit of a bit of a mentor more than anything. And that was, I really enjoyed that. And then, but when it came to the track and they needed the coach there every day, every minute, I didn't have that. And I really regret, you know, I don't regret taking it on, but I just wish I had the time to do it. Yeah. And yeah, but I did a bit of work with um, Melissa Kay because I sort of finished my my running got niggly injuries and I thought I'll just take on a bit of a coaching role and did a bit with Mel and Michael Johns and I think Tony Yaxley, you know, Yakka. Yeah, Yakka, yeah. Yakka the group. and Previous podcast guest as well. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And yeah, yeah so Yakka took on, he, he came and did some training with us and it was pretty good fun. We were just three or four of us. We just, yeah, did a program and Great. off we went. And then I took on the Bernie, originally footy club actually. I did a bit of uh, fitness coaching up there with Nick Barnes and, and Nigel Colson. Yeah, Barnsey. Funny guy, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> funny. But I helped them out at, at Ridgely. And and then um, Bernie Basketball Club, I did a bit of work with Mark Radford and the and the under and the senior men and women's teams. Just to, you know, we first went in there and did a program and we stuck to it and had some success with that. And then um, under 16 state team basketball team, I helped Ben Armstrong with that as well. Right. So I've done a little bit of not in individual coaching, but yeah, some 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 coaching as in a team environment as well. Yeah, yeah, some fantastic expertise and some and some really good runners there. And and, and Mel Kay when she was really hitting her straps, she was yeah very very decent. Yeah, I tried to get Mason Bragg on the track, but he's he's too much into his basketball like my yeah. son, so <laughs> I've given up yeah. on those guys. <laughs> And your children, mate, I know that they're quite sporting. Are you proud of what they've achieved? Yeah. Uh, Josh, he plays, he loves his basketball. He's having a bit of a kick at football too at the moment with Wynyard under-18s. And, yeah, he loves his he loves his sport. Uh, hopefully one day he'll jump on the track because I think he's got a bit of ability. But, yeah. that's, you know, I need to find him a coach. Yeah, yeah well, we've got to find so one, haven't we? <laughs> I, I, I don't like the father-son. No. It doesn't, doesn't fit with me, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, there's some coaches out there that could probably take someone like him and his mates on that can. They, they got a bit of toe. And my daughter, she just she plays a bit of football as well. She did play basketball, but she's decided awesome. to go and play Aussie rules football. She loves it. Yeah, great. And that's such a growing sport, isn't it? And and uh, the Bernie teams and the Winnie teams are really good. I think I've been reading that they've been been winning a few premierships and things. Yeah, yeah, Winnie was pretty good actually. They've got a good program over there. To be honest with you, yeah. Yeah, for the women. Yeah, right, great. And yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, mate. 
but I think this is a really important uh, question to ask. What is one piece of advice you'd give a newbie sprinter or even someone who's been at it for a very long time? Good question. I'd, all, all I could say is trust, trust your coach because he's, he's your coach. He's setting your programs. Listen to your coach. Just be guided by your parents. Don't they're not your coach. So just yep, that's that's very important. My mum and dad never got involved in any of my training or coaching. Um, be consistent. Uh, look after yourself. Um, don't don't get ahead of yourself. Um, yeah, all those all those things that you need to do. Um, but just res- and be respectful too to people to your opponents. Yep. Beautifully said. And, and people that are, what, older people? I don't know. Just look after yourself even more. <laughs> Prevent yep. injuries. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Know. I just, yeah. Yeah. I loved how you touched Prevent on. yourself with people. Yeah. I, I loved how you touched on that your parents um, respected your sport and they loved it and they were really interested, but they weren't too hands-on. I, I really loved that. And I think, I'm not saying all parents, but I think, that's where the drop-off rate in junior sport is one of the reasons why. Would you would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I, it could. Yeah, I think it. I think it does happen. And yeah, I, I, I haven't seen. I, I don't see a lot of it, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm probably blind to it, but I know I hear things mm. from people to say, you know, that person should have been this, but yeah, I just. Too much influence the parents, which, mm. yeah, which is not not good sometimes. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just listen to your coach. Be respectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. taking. They. Why'd you go to the coach to start with? That's that's what you got to ask yourself. That's an awesome point. Yeah. Yep. And usually they're a coach. They've got a lot of wisdom, and they've talked to a lot of people, and they've Correct. seen a lot of shit happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, experience yeah. and they they know their stuff you know yeah. you guys are great i mean yeah awesome awesome mm. and some of your role models mate role models um from a business perspective i'd say dale Elfingston's what best entrepreneur i've seen in bernie he's 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 a gun he's going all right no, I work, sorry <laughs> he's going all right isn't he <laughs> yeah he and i worked for him for years and yeah, just the way he treated his people, he was he was just a good 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 person to work for. Um, just listening to what he had to say at every meeting, you know, you just it just sinks in, and it's just hard work. The guy just worked so worked so many hours to get that business where it was, and employed so many people on the coast. I mean, yeah, I think they were saying it was seven hundred people at Caterpillar at one stage, and they employed indirectly five thousand people. That's 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 a huge effort for someone. Yeah, just yep. just from the northwest coast of Tasmania, that yeah. is a lot of that's a lot of people and it's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of you know for the economy oh, and yeah, correct. it's amazing. Yeah, he's, and he's my idol in, in yeah. a business business sense and and um, probably Bill Fielding's probably my sporting hero. Growing up as a kid, Bill played okay. footy for Penguin. Yeah, he kicked the ball sixty meters from the middle of the Penguin Jesus. oval. I'd go and watch him play, and he. He lived at South Ryanair and he'd come into my shop and I'd be, God, yeah, that's God. He's just, I'd go and hide yep. behind the, my dad's leg, Bill Fields. Yeah. And 
it was a surreal, mate, when I won Bernie Gift, who's the first person that came in the, the room. Bill Fielding. Bill Fielding. Yeah. I couldn't awesome. believe it. It was yeah. unreal. How nice yeah. is that? So much respect for that person. So, yeah. yeah. And as a, he was a coach as well, footy coach, my foot, my football coach, and he was just a hard man, just honest, reliable, and just down to earth, decent guy. Yeah. Yep. And do you think that you've taken some of these role models and, and some of their values and, and installed it into your business, you know, the interpersonal skills? I think that's a massive thing in business is to treat it the way yeah. you want to be treated. 100%. And that's yeah. even, even in the business, you've got, you've got a manager that you report to. You've got to respect that person because they're, they're hired for a reason. So, yeah. Yep. Although you don't agree with everything they say and you, if, if you've got that relationship with that person, you can talk things they're a good manager. Yeah. They listen as well. You've got to listen too. You've got to be able to listen to people. Yeah. I know just in my little small business I've got now, mate, that's been it's been a huge item for me is communication skills and yeah. actually listening is just not one way. It's, it's oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's You do yeah. really do learn something every day. Yeah, with the business we've got, we've got 13, 14 merchants in Bernie on it and I'm talking to people every damn day. Like, yeah. <laughs> not, not, all, not, yeah. I'm just, overnight you get phone calls and there's this going on, that going on, but you've got to listen and, yep, you've got to be, it's got to be available as well. Yep. Yep. No, great. And, you, and you're doing great things and, and it's awesome that, that that business has kicked off the way it is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a hobby still at the moment, but, yep. <laughs> you know, who knows where it can head? That's exactly that's, right, that's mate. You take over the world. Let they tell yeah. me you're coming to Devonport. Yeah, we're going to try Devonport. Yeah, yeah so you got any? Yeah. You got a license, have you? And ABN, you'd be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, you're looking, <laughs> mate. I'm. I've got uni and coaching, and I'm busy. <laughs> you're mate. too busy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only an hour crazy. and a half. Hour and a half every night, mate. That's all you need to do. Well, well, well. No, well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't keep you too long, mate. I've got. I've got a couple more questions. So I think we touched on a few of these earlier. Just some values, mate, that, that you have installed in your life or you've tried to install into your family as well? Values? Um, yeah, just I think respect. It's That's the biggest, um, yeah, just respect people. Like, yeah, honest, honesty, like respectful. Um, yeah, it's really, oh, it's pretty tough to talk about sort of stuff you don't really think about it too much do you when you're no. so busy doing stuff but i just think you've you got to be respectful you've got you to um yeah just i think respect is the biggest thing in the world like that's yeah respect people because people yeah that's a that's that, it. yeah that's beautiful mate i've no, like that's for me that's one of my values and i haven't respected people uh, the listeners would be quite aware I talk about Tom being rehab a couple of times and I haven't respected people on the beer but when I yeah. drink I'm a complete arsehole and it comes back to the way I feel the next day yeah uh, that's it and you want yeah. respect for yourself you want respect you want to respect people because they've been nice to you in the past and that's not yeah. like yeah, yeah. So and that's, integrity that's really I think integrity is a big thing as well you've got to stick yeah. to your word absolutely yeah 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 for sure that's how you, that's how you gain respect yeah 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 Absolutely, and I'm only just turning that back now, but it's good. So, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's all right, mate. yeah. Um, Have our battles. Yeah, yeah, that's life, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Go from closing out today, mate. 
this is going to put you on the spot and you're probably going to hate me, but what are some mantras you live by in your life? It could be something like, if it is to be, it is up to me, something like that, or a saying. If it is to me, it's up, it's to be. Yeah, if it is to be, it is up to me. So it's just something like that. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) that's a good question. Um, Put you on the spot, haven't I? (laughs) Yeah, um, gee, that's a good, I don't know, what to say Uh, there? Hard work beats talent, something like that. Yeah, that's 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 one, isn't it? Yeah. Your talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't know. <laughs> no worries, that, that's all right. You Thank give you. me one. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have any more. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, not always right. <laughs> yeah, all right, no, beautiful, perfect, perfect. Yep. Awesome. Listeners. This has been David Downey. I've been Brian Lyons, your host, and this has been the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. Thank you, David. No worries, Brian. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Keep up the good work. Cheers, matey. See you See soon. Yeah. Yep. Listeners, that was David Downey, and I think you'd agree that that was an enlightening conversation. I really loved his take on the carnivals on the northwest coast of Tasmania and what we need to do to get more runners competing in that event and get some crowds back watching it because I know how good it is, and I'm sure those people who love their running also know how good it is. Uh, If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to David. Also, we have 8-week, 12-week, 16-week and yearly programs available at affordable prices. If you'd like to find out more information about those, you can head over to www.everydaylines.org. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, can you please leave us the ratings on iTunes because we'll go up in our little topic of running and more listeners will find out about the podcast. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast, and happy running.